It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Happy NBA New Year, everyone. The NBA season starts tonight. Paolo Bencaro's got his shoe deal set. And we're going to talk about best and worst case scenarios for the Orlando Magic this season. Again, happy NBA New Year. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 18th, 2022. Happy NBA New Year. My name is Phil Frostenreich. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Paolo Bancaro has his shoe deal and gets the full rollout for it. Plus, best and worst case scenarios for the Orlando Magic as they get ready to play the Detroit Pistons tomorrow night. We'll preview that game tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Uh, but today we're going to focus on the bigger picture for the Orlando Magic. Before we do any of that, though, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this is a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Not a lot in the way of news for the Orlando Magic as we get ready for uh, the season to begin. Um, just a general level of excitement for this season to start and and, and for things uh, to get going. Um, it's it's definitely you can definitely feel it in the Advent Health Training Center. Um, everyone is ready to go, and everyone is you know they're they're still buttoning some things up, still tightening some tightening some things up, but everyone is ready for this season to start. Um, and, and and obviously. Kind of the biggest story storyline for the Magic, at least the biggest storyline nationally, um, it is to watch the development of top overall pick Paolo Bancaro. Um, yes, Paolo Bancaro was the leading scorer for the Magic in the preseason with 14 points per game. Played really solidly, not spectacularly, not like overdoing it, not going above and beyond, but just very solidly uh, throughout the course of each of his games that he played. Um, definitely looked more comfortable as. The preseason went on and as things went on. So there is definitely a, a, a high level of optimism and a high level of trust that Paolo is going to do well. And, and we'll talk more about that, what some of the players had to say about that uh, tomorrow. But the big news for the, the big news coming out on, on Monday uh, was Paolo Bancaro getting a full ad 
for Jordan Brand. Now, Paolo Bancaro has signed with Jordan Brand uh, as his official shoe uh, shoe uh, wearer. I don't, I don't know what that that is, but um, but they the, the Nike and Jordan rolled out the red carpet for the number one overall pick. He got a full ad, including a kind of a, 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 a I guess it was a staged, but a sit down with uh, the man who got Michael Jordan on board with Nike at the restaurant in Oregon where they where he ate before meeting with Jordan. So really, I mean, Nike and Jordan obviously do a great job with their ads, but it was a really good ad, and it was a really good kind of passing of the legacy, so to speak. Um, that's not putting any pressure on Paolo, I hope, um, because, you know, as I, I, Wendell Carter really said it best, you know, we don't need him to score 40 every night. Uh, you know, we're going to play by committee, but he's going to have a career night sooner than later. Uh, undoubtedly, the excitement over Paolo Bancaro is... Palpable. Um, you know, the Magic haven't had a score of his capabilities in a very, very long time. That's no offense to any of the guys that are on the roster. You know, Franz Wagner's definitely a capable scorer too, but Paolo, Paolo definitely has the skills and the talent to be something very special. Um, there, there's a reason why getting the number one pick feel even feels like a big step forward for this team in its rebuild. Um, getting the number one pick probably changed a whole bunch of things and a bunch of thoughts that the Magic had for this offseason. All of a sudden, they had a number one guy, or, or what they think could be a number one guy, that they can build and shape their roster around. And this season is very much about finding out how best to shape that roster. Um, as I've kind of said, uh, I, I believe that this season for the Magic is really about beginning to see what the picture on, on the puzzle box looks like. And figure out which pieces you have and which pieces you don't. So again, it's it, this season is not about winning. We're going to get into some of those best case and worst case scenarios here in a moment. But this season isn't about winning. It is truly about the development of Franz Wagner, the development of Paolo Bancaro, the development of Wendell Carter, the development of all these players and figuring out how this team moves forward. We should have a clear idea of this team's timeline to competition, to this team's needs and wants, and, and, and we can definitely say there's a few right now, um, we could definitely kind of foretell where this team needs to go now. By the end of the season, we need to know exactly what the next steps are for this team and, and really hold them to account to take care of at least some of them. I don't think they have to solve all their problems in one summer, but they have to start taking those steps forward, especially because the clock is starting to tick on Franz. The clock is obviously always ticking on a potential star like Paolo Bancaro. But... The Magic now have a guy that people want to see. Um, and, and again, you don't always use external pressure and external expectations to set what your team is about, but there's no doubt that Paolo Bancaro has changed everything. Um, and, and having a guy who is in a national ad campaign, who is a, a featured player in the Jordan brand, that's a big deal. No doubt that is a big deal. Uh, for this team, for for Paolo, for for everyone, and it is it is a place where the magic can begin growing. Um, you know, I I'm not a big shoe guy. I'll fully admit that. Um, I think it's awesome. Obama's wearing T Max. To be perfectly honest, um, that those are my first basketball shoes. Um, you know, I, that that's frankly that that's part of the culture that I'm not so into. But it's still pretty cool to see Paolo, you know, getting this attention, getting this hype early. Obviously, he has to live up to that hype. 
Um, and, and, and that's something that he's always done, and, and there's no reason to think that he will not live up to that hype to some extent. But this is the expectation that's being set for him and, and for this team. And so now we should turn our attention to the bigger picture, to the larger scope of the season. It, it is the NBA New Year. It is NBA opening night. The Boston Celtics taking on the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Uh, followed by the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors. It's going to be a fun night of basketball as the NBA regular season tips off tonight. Full slate of games tomorrow, including the Magic taking on the Detroit Pistons, a battle of the two former number one overall picks and Cade Cunningham and Paolo Bancaro. Uh, that'll come tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Uh, today is a good day to take a step back and think about the season as a whole and what this season can be. Um, I... I, I, I I'll provide some predictions and some some thought, but I want to go over what the best case scenarios are and what the worst case scenarios are and find what's likely to happen somewhere in the middle. We're going to do that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. And plus, LinkedIn is the number one professional network out there. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, Everyone's on it. You may not want to be on it, but everyone's on it. And so there's literally a database of so many potential hires, so many potential jobs if you're looking to get hired on LinkedIn. So go to LinkedIn, create that free job post on LinkedIn Jobs, add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game-to-Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game-to-game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Best way to catch up on all the action every night in the NBA 
Locked On, our Game to Game NBA on the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. So like I said, uh, this is going to be a real interesting season. Um, And I think it's real important before we get into this a little bit to say that this season shouldn't be judged on wins and losses. Not yet, anyway. Um, You know, obviously the Magic won 22 games last year. Improvements, like a raw number improvement, should absolutely occur. Um, If the Magic are winning 22 games, if they're the worst record in the league, something something wrong has happened. Um, Even if it's injuries, something wrong has happened. This is a young team capable of making improvements, capable of taking some steps forward, they have to take those steps forward. They have to take those... They have to make that way up the chain a little bit or up up the ladder a little bit here in the NBA. There is just... There, there's no doubt in my mind that that is at least the bare minimum. Now, what that looks like is, is certainly a question. And so I, I just want to kind of go over what I feel are the best and worst case scenarios for this team this year. I'm a positive guy, so we're going to start with the best case scenario. This team has play-in talent. This team is playoff talent. Um, there, there's a lot of talent on this team. Besides number one pick Paolo Bancaro, uh, top five pick in Jalen Suggs, number one pick in Markel Fultz, a top six pick in Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba, uh, you know, Franz Wagner, you know, Bull Bull, who, know, who still knows what he can be. But this team has a lot of talent to build with. And so when you look at the Eastern Conference, there is absolutely, despite the East being a lot better, there is a path to make that play-in tournament, to make that push to get in to the play-in tournament. Let's just break it down, because the East has a really solid eight. Um, If this were playoffs, no play-in tournament, yeah, I might be a little bit more concerned about the Magic's ability to kind of make, to, to find that path. But there's a really solid eight in this Eastern Conference. Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, those four teams are probably your title contenders. Um, those are the teams that probably enter the season realistically thinking they can win a title. Um, and yes, I, Brooklyn's in there somewhere. I'm, just, I'm not as high on Brooklyn as others. Atlanta, Cleveland are your kind of teams on the rise. You know, they, they could sneak in there, could sneak in that contenders group, although I don't think they're quite ready to contend. Brooklyn, like I said, is Brooklyn. Who knows what they are? Um, and then you have Toronto, who is just always very, very good and is probably going to be the succeed and surprise everyone that they are still the succeed. Those eight teams should be in the playoffs or should be in that top eight. Um, I think there's a pretty big separation between those eight and the rest of the Eastern Conference. So then you get into who are those four teams that are going to fill the play-in tournament. I think Chicago is going to be ninth. Um, regardless of anything else, Chicago Chicago is capable of getting into that top eight. Chicago will be a play-in team. Um, and, and that should make Magic fans fairly happy because that means they are likely to get their pick uh, in the draft lottery, even if it is in, in the lower end of the lottery. Um, but beyond that, that 10th spot feels wide open. Um, Personally, my predictions, I've kind of gone through my list here. My prediction is that Washington is going to get that 10th spot. Um, I like their veteran. If if they could stay healthy, Bradley Beal, Kristaps Porzingis played really well toward the end of last season. 
Uh, I like them picking up Monte, Monte Morris. Um, you know, that is a team that is capable, that has the experience, that has the ability to, 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 to cinch that spot. It, it, with Washington, the question has always been about injuries. Can they stay healthy enough to get in there? But you can already tell it, 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 it's, it's not going to take much. Well, I think Chicago is going to hover around 500. I think that 10th spot in the play-in tournament is probably going to be in the upper 30s, maybe even mid-30s for wins. Um, and I always remember this quote that Scott Skiles gave, gave us. Um, after the Magic won 35 games, I think it was in, what, 2015, 2016? Um, you know, it was disappointing because the Magic kind of fell apart toward the end of that season, but I remember asking Scott Skiles, you know, big big picture, seeing the team go from 25 to 35 wins, that's that's an improvement. You know, how do you view that? Do you view that as, 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 as a success? You know, how do you view that? And I remember he told me, this is a pearl of wisdom that I always remember from a coach, Scott Skiles always Scott Skiles said that when I asked him that question, going from 25 to 35 is easy. Going from 35 to 50 is the hard part. Or 35 to 45 is the hard part. And to that extent, Scott Skiles is 100% correct. The difference between the Magic going winning 22 games last year and maybe winning 30, eight games, was all the injuries they had. If the Magic get Markel Fultz back pretty quickly, if Jalen Suggs... Get, stays in gets and is healthy. If Jonathan Isaac comes back healthy, if the Magic keep their health, if Paolo Bencaro is able to play 70 games and Franz Wagner is able to play 75 games and Wendell Carter, who has never played 70 games, is able to get to 70 games, if the Magic have some relative health, they have the talent to compete with these teams. So you're playing contenders. And, and again, you know, I, I think to varying degrees, these teams believe they are playing contenders. Every team in the East should probably say, like, yeah, we can get there. Like, Washington Washington is the most solid to me, but they aren't scaring anybody. Charlotte's going to be without LaMelo Ball for two weeks. He, that's going to be tough. They never replaced Miles Bridges and, and everything that happened with him. That's a huge gap in their lineup. And, yeah, they got Terry Rozier. They got Gordon Hayward. They suffer injuries. They could be a very clear tank team toward the end of the year, as much as Steve Clifford would probably hate that. The New York Knicks are a veteran team. R.J. Barrett seems ready to break out this year. Julius Randle's a real solid player, uh, you know, for what he is. Jalen Brunson is a major pickup. You know, they've got some defense. They've got def- the defensive identity with Tom Thibodeau. They'll be competitive. I don't think they'll fall apart. But I'm not sold on them. You've got young teams in Detroit and Orlando who if you just give them a little bit of wiggle room to sneak through and they gain a little bit of confidence at the right time, there is no reason to think that either Detroit or Orlando could not be competitive for a play-in tournament. They both have the talent. Cade Cunningham is really good. Sadiq Bey is really good. Isaiah Stewart is frisky and really good. I love the veterans that Detroit signed in Boyan Bogdanovich and Erland Noel. I hope Orlando is kind of doing what Detroit did last summer, next summer. Detroit's about a year ahead of Orlando, I think, as far as their development as far as their development curve. There's a lot to like about all these teams, and even Indiana. I, I'm I'm not going to sleep on Indiana. Tyrese Halliburton is an impact player for them. He's done really really well, and until they trade Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, those two guys are veteran players who know what they're doing. Rick Carlisle is a heck of a coach. They're going to be competitive. The Magic may not win more games because, yes, this back half of the East is far more competitive than it looks. It may not be as good as that top eight, maybe top nine of the East, 
but it's still very, very good. And so the Magic are sitting there and should be saying and thinking to themselves, why can't we make this run? We have the talent. We have the pieces. If everything comes together, if we buy in, which this team, the one thing this team has done is bought into what they're doing. If everything comes together, why can't the Magic make the play-in tournament? Why isn't that something that's in the realm of possibility? I've seen national media say the Magic could be a sneaky play-in team that believe in what this team is doing. So the optimists are 100% right that yes, there is a path for the Magic to make the play-in tournament this year. Uh, and doing so would be a dream, would be a confirmation of everything that this team is trying to work for and would lead to some fun and interesting decisions in the offseason about how this Magic team develops further. Whether they're, they are able to take those next steps, whether they whether they, they can take those next steps internally or whether they should come from external sources. And obviously the Magic, in that case, would have a couple of kind of late team picks to choose from. I, on this podcast, like to be a realist. Um, I don't like to necessarily get into the hysterics or into the uh, kind of um, uh, uh, daily emotions that fans get into. I don't, I, you know, I, I'm very much a stay level guy. I'm around these guys enough that, you know, you try not to get too high. You try not to get too low. I try to put games in the context of the bigger season. Um, so I, I try to be the realist on this show. In my heart, I am an optimist. And I, while I will not sit here and predict the Magic will make the play in tournament because I I. Just, again, we'll get into some of the worst-case scenarios here. There is absolutely a path for this team to do so. There is absolutely, you know, in, in the vast expanse of the multiverse, there is absolutely a universe where the Magic make the play-in tournament this year with this team. They have the talent. They have the buy-in. It's just about getting the confidence. It's about getting the experience. It's about finding the consistency. All the things the Magic have talked about, the details, the little things. Doing all those things right and well will lead to results because this East is set up. It's got one spot open, and every team in the East should feel that spot can be theirs. Now, of course, the Magic aren't outwardly going to say this goal. They aren't outwardly going to say it. Several players have said, yeah, we absolutely should be a play-in team, including Gary Harris, um, which I would say his, his word carries a little bit more worth than a lot of the younger players. But... This is still going to be a long path ahead. And I think it's important to understand why the most, most of the predictions that are going around, even some of the more pessimistic ones, do carry some weight. We're going to talk about worst-case scenarios for the Orlando Magic coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So obviously, it, it can't all work. Um, you know, again, if the best case scenario is the Magic make the play-in tournament, if the best case scenario is the Magic 
all click, everyone grows really, really well. If the best case scenario is the Magic are last year's Cleveland Cavaliers, which, you know, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland don't feel so far off from Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, and uh, and Wendell Carter. Veteran big man, you know, youngish, youngish wing and a rookie forward. It, it, they're... The, there's a model for them to follow for, for for success and for surprise success. And Orlando could very well be the surprise team of the East. There's, there's going to be a surprise team somewhere that no one's expecting. You know, again, I would say Washington is pretty solid, but Detroit and Orlando, to me, are two teams primed to surprise everyone this year. So one of Detroit or Orlando—I'll go ahead and say this. One of Detroit or Orlando, one of the two teams that we will see tomorrow night in, in Little Caesars Arena, one of those two teams— is going to perform a lot better than all these predictions and prognostications say. Um, whether that makes means they make the playing tournament or not, I'm not willing to go that far. But I think I think one of those two teams will at least be in the hunt, and 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 that's obviously a really big next step. It doesn't. It's not about making the playing tournament this year. It's about taking that next step. Of course, there is still a lot working against this team, and and, and I will say the biggest concern that I still have about this team is its lack of veteran veteran leadership. I love Gary Harris. I love Terrence Ross. Um, but this team is still being led by a bunch of children, uh, to, to be perfectly frank. Um, and while I think they're very talented, I think they're eager to learn, getting that experience, getting that learning is a lot harder without, A, a veteran coach. You know, Jamal Mosley, is as good as he is, as long as he's been in this league, is still learning to be a head coach. Um, and he looks a lot more comfortable, a lot more in command of what he's trying to do. And and a lot more purposeful with with what he's trying to teach right now, um, but he's still a very young coach, and he's still going to make some coaching mistakes and make some coaching errors. Um, beyond that, though, uh, you know the the veteran thing is is a concern for me just because it's a lack of consistency. I, I will say this: throughout the preseason, Orlando did a much better job limiting their mistakes, not repeating their mistakes, uh, and, and taking steps forward on that front. So I, I think there is a lot to be satisfied with when it comes to how the Magic played um, and, and and the steps that they were taking and the steps that, 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 that the coach wants them to take as far as being accountable, as far as limiting mistakes and, and, and taking steps forward. Again, we'll see how that plays out in the regular season, but I thought in the preseason the Magic did a good job kind of limiting the damage of their own mistakes, um, if that makes sense. Um, things didn't snowball to be down by 2025 and, and, and the game be completely out of reach. They... They were able to kind of stop the bleeding pretty quickly, and I think that's a that's a pretty good sign. Although, again, it is preseason. I think there will be rough times on that. So the overall youth of this team definitely concerns me, as does, frankly, the offense. Um, it, it, it's Especially without Markel Fultz out there, but even with Markel Fultz in there, the Magic are not relying on guards. Their guards are streaky shooters at best. You know, Cole Anthony's solid, but we haven't really seen him as a good shooter. He's mostly shot off the dribble, so one of the things the Magic are doing this year is moving him off the ball a little bit more, hoping to take advantage of his shooting. Uh, Jalen Suggs obviously had a an abysmal shooting season last year. Um, Gary Harris is out right now, but he's a good shooter. Terrence Ross seems to have improved his, his shooting and come back with a lot of confidence and energy. That's a good sign. The Magic will need him to shoot the ball. Um, you know, this team wants to shoot threes. They were surprisingly high on the number of attempts per game last year. And not surprisingly low on the number of three-point makes and and, and their three-point percentage. So Orlando has to do a better job getting better three-point shots and and just making them. And and that's going to change the tide. But 
yeah, it's the offense is going to be a real struggle. And it's going to hide maybe some of the defensive successes this team has, but this team still lacks a ton of offense. And while getting Paolo Bancaro should help in that department at, with another creator off the dribble, the spacing is going to be an issue. Teams are going to put one foot in the paint and dare the Magic to drive into the teeth of them and be happy that they're shooting a ton of threes. And that's going to hold this team back a little bit. There's going to be nights where the Magic just can't hit shots, and that's just going to be the reality of it. Um, it's that kind of year for this team, for the Magic, for, for everyone. And I think that... I think that that's just going to be part of the struggle this season. You know, as I said, I've seen a lot of predictions. I've seen a lot of projections that have the Magic winning like 24, 25 games. And that doesn't feel like a massive improvement. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say that just blind sitting here today that 25 wins would be a failed season because I think the context of all that matters. Were there injuries? Uh, where did those wins come from? Uh, how competitive was the Eastern Conference? Because if you know, if if getting into the playing tournament is only thirty-five wins, I don't think it will be. But if it's only thirty-five wins, you're still kind of in the hunt at that point, and it's just everyone cannibalizing each other and bringing their records down. So I, I don't want to say that that's necessarily a failure, but I do think a season like that is possible, where the Magic only make minimal gains, where we're sitting here asking a lot of questions, and, and to me. That's the worst case scenario. It's, again, it's not about the record. The best case scenario is this team's a play-in tournament team. Everything looks great, and we start asking, okay, what comes next? The, a failure this season, the worst case scenario this season is the Magic are in the hunt for the number one for the for the worst record in the league and get tempted to go for this really good draft class. This team has a ton of young players already. They have they 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 you know again why I think Orlando and Detroit are in interesting spots is. Both teams might end up being tank teams by the end of the year, but they are invested and have an interest in still developing their players today, and so they shouldn't do the kind of things that tanking teams do, if that makes sense. Um, They shouldn't do those things. So, So, it's for this Magic team then, for this Magic team, they have to take some critical steps forward. They have to at least, by the end of the season, we have to at least know what direction they're going in. And we can't be sitting here at the end of the season asking questions of, you know, is Jamal Mosley the right coach? Yes, he's a great culture guy. Yes, he's a great development guy. Yes, he's a great for being around the players. But can he elevate this team to a winning level? We should at least have an idea of the answer to that question by the end of the year. We shouldn't be asking... You know, can this group work together? We should we should know, you know, maybe who doesn't fit and who does fit, but we should have a pretty good idea of who this team's core is and, and whether they can succeed together. The last thing we want is a repeat of being, you know, frankly, stuck with Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon. As, as talented as those guys are, the fit just, the Magic never really put them in a good place to fit, but that fit just never worked, uh, you know, and, and had limited success, obviously, but just never worked. Basically, again, my goal for the Orlando Magic this year, this, 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 this is as clear as I can put it, the Magic have to have a better idea of what this team looks like when it's competitive. Because next year needs to be a competitive year. Whether that is play in tournament, whether that is playoffs, 
Next year needs to begin. Next year wins need to matter. Not that wins don't matter this year, but next year's not a learning year. Next year is a winning year. It's a year to compete, a year to play. And the Magic have to have an understanding exiting the season of how to make that a reality. And so the worst case scenario is this team is spinning its wheels still. This team is still at the bottom of the standings. And while, yes, the temptation, and, and I'll say this, Scoot Henderson would be perfect for this team as good as Victor Wenbenyama is. I'm, I'm still taking Victor 1, but this team has to take steps forward this year. That's the bottom line. That's that's it. That's That's the baseline for everything. This team has to improve, and they have to look like they can be a winning team next season, a competitive team next season. That's the goal, and that's all that matters. And that's all that they're working toward. Obviously, we have 82 games to figure all of this stuff out. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Switch your tune in. Him, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. And all of the places on all podcasts to your podcast enable listening advice. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Locked On. Go check out Locked On NBA. The NBA season is here. Our local NBA experts and insiders have you covered on and off the court all season long. All the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Happy NBA New Year for Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic. Thank you again next time for another episode of Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.